Welcome back to another episode, fam. Last one of the year, or maybe you're listening in a new year, so the first one for you. I just wanted to get on and talk a little bit. I wasn't even sure if I want to do this subject because a lot of people are doing it just like a clickbait or people love gossip, but I think it's a lot that we can unpack um, from this divorce between Pastor Devon Franklin and Megan Good. So if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe. Um, continue to listen when we're not discussing other people, but just focusing on relationships in the Bible. <laughs> but a few things I want to talk about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't know if I mentioned the last one, but still recovering from COVID. So might sound a little mucusy, but all is well. We're doing much better now. So we appreciate you guys that were praying for us, especially Patreon crew that knew. Um, so thanks again. So in case you didn't, you guys don't know anything about them. It's not like I follow celebrity couples, so I don't know too much myself. But, you know, celebrity couple, been together about nine years, just celebrated nine years, going on 10 years of marriage and decides to call it quits. Obviously, people are doing their speculation. Who knows? You know, people want to assume there was infidelity. I don't know. I'm not going to assume anything. I mean, I have my thoughts, but I guess I can just keep that to myself. It it literally could be about kids, you know, but the internet is messy, so they're going to always try to stir the pot. Um, But a few things that I realized that it's just weird to me, because for whatever reason, I don't know if he was famous before he got married to her. Maybe I'm just not not that much into Hollywood to not know who he is, Um, but it's like he hit some type of national stardom because he got, you know, every boy's childhood crush at some point. You know, he marries Megan Good, the movie star, the seductive lady. And he took a lot of flack for it. You know, a lot of people criticized him. A lot of people, what kind of pastor marries that type of woman? And I I can agree. I don't understand what type of pastor (laughs) marries that type of woman. To me, that's like a 21st century version of Hosea, God telling him to marry you know, the prostitute. Not a man good is a prostitute. You know, I'm not saying just because she's in Hollywood, she's a promiscuous woman, but we we know her background to appear promiscuous. Um, but I remember to edit that because my son, he just, man, you guys need to pray for me because <laughs> trying to do this stuff at home with kids home, God be with you. But he, he this, this is a celebrity couple. They were just nationally recognized as goals because he's a handsome man and she's a beautiful woman. They, it's like everyone was so attracted to it because uh, you see church people, you don't got to find your spouse in church. You know, it, you see, and that's another problem where people decide to not find their spouse in the house of God. They decide to find one who just is attractive anywhere else, tries to throw God into the mix and then believes it's going to last. That's not how relationships work. I mean, bear in mind, there are a lot of people that do it and they don't get divorced 20, 30, 40, 50, even years, you know, and it's just like, but what's that God's will though? Just because you decided to not get married, did God ordain it? You know, and that's a problem that we need to address within the body of Christ. Um, But just a few of the things that I wrote down that I wanted you guys to take note of. Number one, popularity or titles does not mean God ordained someone. Let's just be clear. Just because, well, right now, I don't even think they're calling him pastor anymore. For whatever reason, I think they're saying he's just a motivational speaker. Maybe they realize his messages were never really preaching. I don't know. But I looked him up and it's calling him motivational speaker. He's not even calling him pastor anymore. But just because you see someone as a pastor does not mean you can just listen to everything they say without testing the spirit. 
Just because she's married to a pastor does not mean everything she says is automatically biblical. And bear in mind, test what I'm saying, because somebody out there may, may, you know, think everything I'm saying is true because I have a lot of followers. That does not mean everything I say is true. If it's not aligning with scripture, you need to understand you can discard that at any point. You don't have to follow my advice if it's leading you away from the word of God. But I saw this, um, I saw someone share this and I'm going to read a quote. The guy's name was Terrence Rogers. I'm assuming he shared this on Facebook. It says, Devin and Megan got married and immediately began writing books, going on talk shows, doing interviews, tours, and marriage conferences, teaching on celibacy and marriage, and now they are divorcing. You got to go through some things before you gain enough wisdom to give to others. Now that they're going through, quote unquote, irreconcilable differences, he files for divorce. Getting married does not make you an expert. Neither does being a pastor, having money and status. I could have legit ended the podcast right there. I think this guy nailed it. And that is a huge problem I have because when this couple got married, everybody was saying goals, you know, like the same way they're doing Russell and Sierra, you know, the past couple of years. Everyone was labeling this goals. What about it is goals? You don't know any of them personally. You don't know their spiritual life. You don't know. And to me, a person that claims to love Jesus with all their heart, I would assume a pastor would be that type of person. But a person who claims to love Jesus with all their heart and marries someone who does not know him cannot love Jesus with all their heart. It's, it's impossible. I don't think there's a such thing as a pastor, pastor loving God for many years and marrying someone who just got saved. Maybe that's, you know, my little own bias or my own immaturity saying that. I'm not saying relationship couldn't work, but you have to understand that just because someone is saved doesn't mean they're they're spiritually mature. Just because someone claims to confess or so just because someone claims to have been baptized or they've spoken in tongues one time, that, that, that does that mean when you when you meet them next month that you're supposed to marry them? Listen, bro, I don't know if maybe I'm tripping, but... That is a huge problem when we're claiming people as saved just because they repeated a prayer. That's a huge problem because a lot of people are not checking for spiritual fruit. You guys are just buying the book because they're a beautiful black couple. Listen, and I'm not hating on nobody who bought the book because a lot of people said that book was helpful. Few people said it wasn't, you know, so I'm not pretending that the book or their ministry is null and void. That's not the, the point I'm trying to get across. But no one checked to see if there was any fruit in this woman's spiritual life. We just saw her marry a Christian man and thought, okay, awesome. Well, you know, I knew of the promiscuous movies in the past. We knew of the provocative pictures all over social media, magazines, all kind of shoots and stuff that she does. And not even just prior to marriage, while they were together, after they got married. And she was still posting these when claiming to be married to a pastor. Listen, I... I I, I know a lot of you guys, especially the men listening, you're, you're, you're so desirous of that beautiful woman. Got the banging body, got the, the beautiful face. I know that's that's something that you may desire. But do you want that on the internet? And I get that movies are movies. But to be telling your wife, just make it look real. Just make the inappropriate scenes look real, but don't do anything. Listen, I don't know any man in their right mind that will marry a woman that he loves and be okay with that. I'm sorry. Maybe you're one of those guys that do. And I also think, bro, you're you're being foolish and you're not protecting your wife and loving her as Christ loved the church. That's what that's what my honest opinion is on those types of guys. But a pastor that will marry a woman to the faith that is new to the faith, bro, you're sketchy to me. 
to me, that's mad sketchy because it shows us that he really had a desire to be like a Hollywood type Christian. You know, he wanted his feet in Hollywood because I think he's done some, you know, movies before, you know, maybe he did them after she got married. I don't know. But I know he's famous for, you know, working with um, in some movies. But that that's that's so that's so weird because it's like and I'm trying to trying to do this podcast in a way that's like in a talking manner so you can get where I'm coming from. Because if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, I'm not I don't know these people's life, you know, and I do pray that they find whatever healing um, and peace that it is that they're looking for. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, to me, they only became some New York Times bestselling couple because Megan Good is celibate. Who would have thought Megan Good is, is waiting on the Lord? Who would have thought? You know what I'm saying? So you see a beautiful couple and you see all of that. But my point in saying all of this is everyone isn't meant to minister to you. I need you to hear me that hear me loud and clear, whether it's this podcast or any of the other podcasts on your in your ears, whether it's uh, um, the songs you hear in church or any of the other songs on your playlist, whether it's your pastor or any other people that you're listening to, whether YouTube or whatever, I don't care. But everyone isn't meant to minister to you. I don't care if they're their name pastor. I don't care if they have 700,000 followers. I don't care if they've been in church all their life. Everyone is not meant to minister to you. You have to understand that First John 4 and 1, their friends do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And I'm not quoting this verse to question either one of their salvation. I, that's My opinions will be left to myself on, on if someone is saved. God is the only one who can determine that. But what I'm saying is you need to test the spirit of the person speaking to you. If you ever feel like this page is not edifying you and you see that I'm pushing you away from scripture or you see I'm pushing you away from seeking God for yourself, please cancel me. You don't you don't have to feel bad. You don't even have to message me saying, hey, bro, I don't like your page no more. You can feel free to cancel me if you feel as though, you know, my fruit isn't lining up. But whatever we do, man, you must learn to tr- to, to, to test the spirit because you can't trust every single person with a platform. Pay attention to if they're in their Bible, pointing you to the scriptures, because I listen to a lot of um, online personalities and influencers and stuff like that when I see clips. But a lot of times it's self-help. A lot of times it's pointing you towards your best self, pointing you towards how you can be a better person. It's not necessarily pointing you towards how you can walk with Jesus. And I think that's the number one key. So the second thing I'll say is this, because I know... I know I'm I know I'm a, I'm a upset some people. But I need you to do do me this favor. Stop idolizing Christian couples. Stop idolizing these Christian couples. Please stop doing it. And the Bible says in 1 John 5:21, little children guard yourselves from idols. We cannot allow ourselves to become to allow these our favorite influencers to become the standard. Um, I, I honestly think I don't share enough on my page to make you guys relate to me. That's one of the reasons why I've been, you know, so scared about YouTube, you know, and vlogging and getting people in my life. Because I hate that people feel as though they know you on the Internet. But at the same time, I do want you guys to relate to me because I want you to understand that I'm not perfect. And if I, if God can work on me, he can work through you. So I'm trying to open myself up to, you know, doing things on the Internet. But at the same time, I hate that we're allowing our favorite influencers to be the standard. You know, so I, I'll say it like this. Um, I won't. I don't want to say any names because it, it may come across wrong. But I follow. I follow some people that I believe are inspirational, whether they're pastors or whatever. 
Um, but a lot of times, and this, this is, yeah, I'll use this guy, Chandler Moore, because everybody loves Chandler Moore right now. So Chandler Moore, I don't want to say right now, like we're about to cancel him. Chandler Moore seems like a great guy, but amazing page, right? Amazing page, amazing worship artist. You know, he posted a lot of encouraging stuff, but there was a point when, you know, and I'm, I want to make an episode about it when, when the thing happened with his wife and he posted a picture that, you know, the whole world should have found inappropriate. I wanted to make a video about it, but I was like, I'm not even going to right now. I may talk about this in the future, but I'm not going to right now because, you know, this cancel culture is so quick to, you know, dismiss people. And he's so, he looks young, you know, I may be older than him, but my point in bringing him up is that it seems as though everyone placed him on on this pedestal as though his platform was to show you that he's perfect rather than you realizing he was trying to point you towards God. So when he posted something that many found inappropriate, everyone was in his comments bashing him. People were making videos and podcasts and everything about him. And it's like, all I could see is what you did was create an idol out of this man. You placed him on a standard that you can't even keep, a standard of perfection. You placed him on a standard that, and bear in mind, if you're a leadership, praise and worship leader, pastor, any type of position that God has called you to lead his people, um, you, you get a higher standard than the rest of us. The Bible shows that in James, you know, we shouldn't strive to be teachers because teachers get a stricter judgment. You know, so I'm not saying it wasn't warranted, but a lot of us, we turn the people that we look up to into idols. That's the problem. We need to understand the word of God is our standard, not what popular Christianity is doing. You need to look inside the word of God daily and say, well, God, did, do I have it right? Um, am I wrong? You shouldn't look inside the word of God and then question whether or not you know, you shouldn't look at other people and question whether or not you're saved or question whether or not your life is in order. No, you should be looking at God. You know, so many times people think that they're saved because they're comparing themselves to others. But that's not what the word of God says you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be obeying what the word of God says. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He ain't say nothing about if you love me, put a Bible verse in your bio. You don't have to put a Bible verse in your bio. But one of my boys, Jeremy, he always says obedience over religion. And many, I believe many today are following their religious views instead of submitting to what the word of God says. You know, in this age of social media, it allows us to idolize who we think are gods or or people we think are goals or people we we feel as though their life is perfect. You don't want to get like them, you know, and it's like God is not calling you to follow their their ideologies or their way of thinking, because a lot of people you think, oh, okay, well. He's a Christian and he wears this. She's a Christian. And she wears this. He's a Christian. And he goes to this type of party. She's a Christian and she drinks this type of stuff. They're a Christian. They slept around. They still got happily married to a godly person. Uh, they're Christian and they've been smoking. Why can't listen? And we create this own narrative in our brains that we're allowed to do certain things because Megan Good did it. We're we're no, I'm, I'm not saying Megan Good. Them were the people smoking and drinking. I was just using examples, but we're saying, ah, well, they slept around and they got married, so I can do it. And we're creating a new biblical standard in our mind, which is not biblical at all. We're thinking God is pleased because other people are doing foolishness, and we are creating idols out of these people. I know so many people that are like, man, I wish I had a relationship like so and so. Meanwhile, so and so is in an abusive relationship. So and so is in a relationship that God is not a part of. There's no prayer there. There's no faith there. There's no real love or respect there. But we want to be like that. You have to understand that. And I know this may not be, um, you know, politically correct, but Hollywood Christianity is fake. I, and I'm not saying celebrities or rich people have no chance to make it into the kingdom of God. That's not what I'm saying at all. But Hollywood Christianity is fake. 
that when people start decide, and I'm not saying everybody with a mega church, but when your mega church decides to water down the gospel and dilute holiness scriptures and not tell people what it means to truly be saved and not tell people how to be born again, when you start doing that in order to gain the Justin Bieber's of the world and the Kanye's of the world and the Denzel's of the world, and I'm not saying any of these guys are not saved. I'm just mentioning the, the high profile people with millions of followers, billions of followers. You know, when you start changing things because you see that you get an influx of celebrity couples, celebrity um, celebrities in your church, then your gospel is fake. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. People can unsubscribe from this podcast every day. And that's why I tell you guys, like, listen, I want you to share it because every day we're losing people by the dozens, by the hundreds, because people, they think we're, they're going to come on here and hear some cute, fluffy message. You know, I'm going to tell you what the scripture says. The scripture does not want you following Hollywood Christianity. It wants you following biblical Christianity. You need to follow what the word of God is telling you. We must follow what God is doing, not what Megan Good and Devin, Devon Franklin are doing, because in reality, they, they they pose their divorce as though they're just finding, finding themselves or doing the next best thing God has called them to. When the word of God shows us, God is against divorce. God is not pleased with this decision. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if God was the one who told them to get together, you know, so that, that's not up to me, man. But I know of so many popular Christian influencers, pastors, artists right now that may go viral with every post, every song or album they release, you guys are going crazy. Every sermon they release on Sundays, you guys are going crazy sharing it. You're not even sharing your own church's stuff. You're not even hyping up your own church, but you're hyping up some other church in another state. And you're doing all of these things. And I know about how their spiritual life is still a facade where people, they're going viral on TikTok, getting millions of views because they did a cool, cool reel or cool, you know, little video. But then after the video was done, they're not opening the word of God. It was just a matter of them getting famous. Let me tell y'all something. I love y'all, but we need to wake up, church of God. <laughs> we need to pay attention to what, to, to what the enemy is trying to do. But let me give a quick break to give a shout out to today's sponsor in the, in the podcast, which is Pepsi, you know, and I want to thank Pepsi for giving us a shout out. And I'm thankful for Pepsi because like I mentioned in weeks prior, they do way more than just support um, the black community, but they also support HBCUs, one of the most overlooked um, organizations are are predominantly black colleges and universities, you know, so I'm thankful for them. You know, if you've never been to an HBCU, trust me, you will love the atmosphere there, the, the culture, the traditions, all of that, you know, the, especially the games and the environments where you see all the sports and events and all of that. Amazing to be around that type of opportunity, around that type of environment, I mean. You know, and so it's great that they not just support HBCU students on the field, but also off. You know, they do their part to support our black students, our, our black children trying to get education. You know, so shout out to Pepsi. And the third thing I'll say is this. Marriage requires compromise. Many of you are like, duh, but trust me, common sense is not common. Um, and the reason I say that is because what we saw in their relationship was that it's like she never really left the Hollywood lifestyle. And I don't believe that you have to leave your day job in order to get married. That, that's that's not, you know, mandatory. But I believe the types of jobs you're doing should definitely change. You know, I remember after marriage and people defending, you know, her seductive pics and, you know, inappropriate movie scenes. And I'm just like, bro, she's naked. Like, I don't care if y'all want to call it a lingerie ad. Bro, she's naked and she's married and she's calling herself Christian. Like, I don't care what y'all pastor's wife want to do. 
But listen, man, the Bible calls us to a standard of holiness, purity, modesty, righteousness. And I know when you mention these things, people think, ah, so I got to put on a long skirt to be modest. Yeah, whatever. You're so judgmental. That's not what I want. Who's, who's saying that? No one is telling you that. What I'm saying is, do not tell me you're married and I can see your see see the nip slip. Come on, fam. That that that's that's not God's will. It ain't God's will for my timeline. It ain't God's will for no married person to be out here being reckless. And it's not even just the sisters. Brothers, cover up. I'm seeing all these dudes with their shirts off. We get it. You work out. Anything else? Come on, man. Some of y'all pants so tight. You can read your debit card, dude. Like, come on, man. Cut that out. Cut that doesn't need to stop. But her husband. When she was posting some of these things, he would support her. But to me, that should have been stopped or toned down, at, you know, at least, you know, after marriage. You can't take the role, excuse me, of a pastor and a pastor's wife and still live however you want. You can't take the role of any type of ministry and live however you want. And I don't care how many people comment, you know, like I, like when Chandler Moore, and I'm sorry I'm bringing up this thing because I want to do this on a whole nother episode and I haven't forgotten. I'm still going to do it. But when he posted this thing and he he, he kind of gave an apology, kind of, sort of, but it was really like, yeah, I ain't worried about what y'all think. But my thing is, I have you guys have to understand when you're in a position of leadership, you are called to a different standard. So that's why I'm saying this, because you cannot take the role of a pastor and pastor's wife and live however you want. Many of you guys listening to this, you may not be a pastor. You may not even be the praise and worship leader um, at your church, but you're the only Christian at your school. You're the only Christian in your family. You have to live at a different standard to everyone. You have to aim to live for God because you want to influence people to come to God. So you have to be willing to, when I say compromise, you know, you have to be willing to work on your marriage, man, or else it's going to fail. And it's so important that we we understand that because it's no flower that's going to bloom unless it's, you know, like in the right conditions. You have to water it, sunlight, whatever else is needed. I'm not into gardening, so I don't know. <laughs> but if you don't work on the marriage, it's going to fail. You got to make time for them, prioritize them. Don't just verbally support them, but help them with it. Ah, I'm try- I didn't want to make this episode long, and mucus is bothering me, so let me hurry up. Number three, number four, whichever number we're on, divorce should not be an option when things get hard. Let me repeat that. When situations are difficult, y'all. Divorce should not be an option. Bible says in Mark 10 and 9, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. God is not a fan of divorce. Let's just be clear. I don't care if your pastor was divorced and your parents were divorced and now they're happy now. Listen, I didn't ask you who's happy now. The Bible is against divorce. I rarely talk about that because we're on the dating channel and it always upsets people because they're divorced and they're looking for love again, you know, but I want you to understand God, God was not a fan of you getting a divorce. I'm not saying God is a fan of you staying abusive, staying in um, promiscuous relationship. I'm not saying God, God is for any of that, but divorce never makes God happy. That's not God's will. Divorce is not God's will. And to make it worse, this situation shows us that what they're doing I'm going to read a post they made when they found it, when they, you know, announced it. Um, But what they're doing is making it seem normal or healthy for believers. You know, the people that are new to the faith are going to think, oh, it's perfectly fine. People that are immature in their faith. Oh, okay, cool. You know, when, when you're not happy anymore, you just grow apart because they're claiming they still love one another. How does that even work? To be honest, this is probably, bro, probably wanted kids, man. You married nine years and you're a Christian man. You probably wanted kids and your wife is still out here 
doing lingerie ads and inappropriate movie scenes. You probably really just want kids, you know, but <laughs> let me chill by speculations. But the Bible only allowed divorce and remarriage on the grounds of adultery, not even abuse. And I'm not even saying, you know, women or men should stay in abusive relationships, but that's what the Bible made it clear. So when people say, oh, they got divorced because she wasn't treating treating him right and they weren't having sex anymore. And they say all kinds of things. And I'm just like, well, the Bible only said you should have got divorced for adultery. Um, so if you remarry, Paul made it clear that's like, that's adultery, bro. Um, you know, but no comment. If anybody wants to debate with me in, the, in my messages, sure, I'll read your messages. But I'm not going to argue. I, I just That's just a personal opinion on how I interpreted those verses. God doesn't like divorce. But society often divorces because they're no longer compatible or because they're bored with you now. Pastor Devon, you know, he actually referred to her. As, oh, that's the, man, that's the love of my life. And when he was bombarded by paparazzi, that's wild. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm not going to hope it was infidelity, which gives them true grounds for divorce, but this is between them and God. But I want to read this post that they posted as I will get ready to um, hurry up and wind down this podcast. It says, after much prayer and consideration, we have decided to go into our future separately, (laughs) but forever connected. I don't mean to laugh. We cannot, we celebrate almost a decade of marriage together and a love that is eternal. There is no one at fault. We believe this is the next best chapter in the evolution of our love. We are incredibly grateful for the life-changing years we've spent together as husband and wife. We are also extremely thankful to God for the testimony being created inside of both, inside us both, and for blessing our lives with each other. And then the infinity symbol. Let me let me just unpack a couple of things on here. After much prayer and consideration, listen, bro, ain't none of y'all about to pray and seek God. And he going to tell you, go divorce your spouse. None of you, I don't care how much tongues you're speaking in, bro. That is not tongues. That's the devil speaking. God is not telling any of y'all go divorce. If y'all, if there's no adultery in that marriage, and even if there was, there's still a slight possibility that God would want you to work it out. I'm, I'm a, I don't want to do too much on adultery and divorce and all that type of stuff, but I'm just, I'm just letting you guys know where I feel. If you don't agree with this episode, I'm so sorry. Please don't leave a bad review. Just come back next week when I make more sense. But please understand, God is not telling you after you seek him to divorce. He's going to probably tell you to go get counseling, therapy, work through it, forgive, love one another as you did nine years ago. That is probably what God is going to tell you to do. Work on it. Don't give up. Consider the kids. Consider giving up your job. Consider giving up your career. Do whatever it is to live at peace with one another. But divorce, they said... No one is at fault. That's a lie. Someone's at fault, mainly the devil. He's influencing you all to make a terrible decision. Um, but to say that you're going for the next best chapter in the evolution of your love, bro, bro, you really said divorce is the next best chapter, not in a Christian's life. Guys, growing out of love or growing apart isn't biblical grounds for divorce. You guys have to work on your marriage. The sincerity of this post doesn't require, you know, my approval or anything. So it doesn't matter that I don't think it's honest or wise. I don't think there's a Bible verse that can support divorcing due to, you know, finding the next best evolution of your love. But what do I know? I'm just this miserable guy on the internet that people people sometimes listen to. I'm going to say this. Let's be clear. I'm not going to judge this guy. 
I think I think they're making a, a bad decision, but I'm not going to judge the, their character, condemn them as Christians, condemn them as spiritual leaders, but don't make idols out of people. Don't allow social media to fool you because this caught a lot of people off guard. But to me, the relationship never made sense from the jump. You know, I was hoping I was rooting for him, you know, because nine years, bro, you lasted nine years. You could last, you could last, you know, nine is a long time. Um, but I want you guys to understand divorce shouldn't be an option. That's why I keep people think I keep telling them, man, you need to wait. You need to wait. And they think I'm saying that because I'm married. No, I'm telling you that because I don't want you to be divorced. I'm sure South is my wife and I'm sure she's put up with more than enough that anybody would say, man, I ain't, I ain't trying to work on this. Y'all think marriage is easy? Marriage is not easy. It requires compromise. But you guys have to learn. We have to learn. Don't idolize people. There are people that get divorced in three weeks. People that get divorced after 30 years. And that's why the Bible mentions something key. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because if you try to live based off other people or you try to worry about everybody, your life is going to be in shambles. You're trying to buy every relationship book. Listen, I want y'all to show love to my book when it comes out around September the way y'all did it there. So if I'm not a best-selling author, I'm shutting this podcast down because y'all, I mean, y'all wasn't real. It's enough of y'all on this podcast that I could probably get at least 10,000 of you to say, all right, I'll support now. I got you. I need at least 10,000 of y'all from the podcast alone. But from social media and all that stuff, y'all better show some love. But my point is, at the end of the day, Tavares and Safa are not the standard. Pastor Devon and Megan were not the standard. Jesus is the standard we're striving for. Always seek to please him, to be in his will, to walk in step with him. Anything other than that, listen, it doesn't matter. Love y'all. See y'all next Thursday. Happy New Year. Peace.